Hail Dictanus! Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. How can bad paper and high civilization possibly be bedmates? Welcome to Paper Magic, the 247th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 20th century Japanese art critic and philosopher Yanagi Sotsu. Our opening and closing music is credited as Frost Waltz Alternate by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. You may call me Ode. Merry meet. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother, and I don't have anything clever to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. We can move right along to housekeeping. Not that I ever have anything clever to say, but you usually, usually have some kind of something. comment. Yeah. <laughs> usually I think of something. It's a beautiful quote. It is, yeah. It's from a, a book about uh, finding beauty in ordinary things. Oh, now I'm going to have to read that book. Yeah. What's uh, the name of the book? Uh, I don't have the name of the book off the top of my head, but his name is Yanagi Soetsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually founded a, a folk art movement in Japan <gasps> oh, in the cool. early please, 1900s. Please find the book and send it to me. I want to read do. it. Yep. That that sounds cool. That's like totally my jam. Yeah. It's a very it's a very interesting text. Cool. All right. So housekeeping. Yes. It's that time. It is. It is that time of the month. It is October 2nd. Can you fucking believe it? We are in the season of the witch. We are. The October Spooky season. times. Spooky times. And it is also time to read the patron name. Sure is. To start with, we have 34 kittens. We love you kittens. Thank you kittens. We have 22 cats, and their names are Stephanie Danielson, Annalise Scharfenberger, Jeremy Glazenhart, Renjamin, Tiffany Kozash, Ebby, Nikki Norcross, Renee N., Amber Stark, Kelly Burt, Nova Misko, Annabelle Lee, Rose Shepard, Candy Russell, The Dryad, Claire K.R. Miller, Elisa Durka, Kelly Burt, Shakora, Rebecca Hillman, Quinn Ann ASMR, and Cindy Barrick. We love you, cats. Thank you, cats. We have 51 hunters, and their names are Zena White Owl Rea, Heather Doyle, Ames of Ashland, Kawasu Tanku, Amara Sapphire Wolf, Dwyer, Kellen Tasber, Sarah Goff, Leanne Gee, Scout, Lisa N., Annie Ray, Tom Warfell, CJ Kaufman, Hexaluna, Lolly Willows, Asipiter, Ivy Rose, Cameron Grant, Ashley Ann, Don Taylor, Maharet, Talia Franks, Knight Ryan, Druidic Hart, Daughter of Oak, Mach 2556, Alicia Noble, Precious Fire, Roanoke the Wiccan Wizard, Samwise the Blonde, Charlene Hughes, Goddess Incognito, Rhiannon M. Gray, La Petite Poison, Loriana Lee Knapp, Maddie Kunes, Kai Oakenshield, Ryan Hopkins, Rochella and Dasvid, David Dashafen Keys, Zamina Kokoro, Chris Calibri, Sky Bierce, Sarenth Odinson, Ushi Ursa, Alyssa Addy, Ray Lathrop, Dahlia Darge, Jessica Jones, and Charles Howison. We love you, Hunters. Thank you, Hunters. We have seven tigers, and their names are Yuki Quinn, M.B. Strang, Around Grandfather Fire, Weavers of the Web ATC, Kelly and Jim, Amanda Hicks, and Crystal of Apothecary Tees. We love you, Tigers. Thank you, Tigers. We have eight leopards, and their names are Michaela Belpersh, Jody Cozy, Luna, Kimberly Squeaky Reynolds, Alex Robinson, Eleanor Faithful, Gemma Atkinson, and Gary Bearstorm. We love you, leopards. Thank you, leopards. And we have three jaguars. And their names are Silver Wolf Arrow, Nolan Hayes, and Justin Stanage. We love you, jaguars. 
And that is all of our patrons. Yes, and we love you. We love all of our patrons, and we say thank you so much because your support really does help us every single month. And it means the world to us that you still, after all this time, are supporting us. Mm -hmm. So thank you to all those who have been supporting us for a long time and all of you who are new. And also thank you to our Ko-Fi subscribers. Ko-Fi. L and Iris. Thank you. We love you, our Ko-Fi subscribers. Yes. Thank you, L and Iris. Who I always forget. We always forget. Because I always forget we have the Ko-Fi, but we do have the Ko-Fi. We do, and we appreciate you so much. So, 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 so Mm -hmm. much. So thank you. And actually, I am going to encourage people maybe to move over to the Ko-Fi if you're interested in that, because Patreon is owned by venture capitalists, and Mm. seems like it may be starting to sort of slide, you know, in the sort of the way that venture capital-owned things do in towards and shitification. So if you want to keep supporting us, um, I mean, the Patreon is going to stay up, Mm -hmm. but... If you are not a fan of Patreon, I want to just remind you that the Ko-Fi does exist. Exactly. Ko-Fi.com slash the number three, Pagans and a Cat. There you go. So you can support us there too. Yes. And of course, we thank all of our listeners who are listening, mm-hmm. who, uh, because you're listening, we get to do this every week. All right. And then I did want to share, as we all know, things are... Things are thinging. Things are thinging in our country. And one of those things is book banning. That's become very popular uh, in a certain set of people. Uh And so I wanted to bring your attention to Pen America. And it is pen.org if you want to support them, to find out more about them. They are in an intersection of literature and human rights to protect free expression in the United States and worldwide. They champion the freedom to write, recognizing the power of the of the word to transform the world. They were formed in 1922. Oh wow, they've been around a while. They have 100 centers worldwide and that make up Penn International and Penn America works to ensure that people everywhere have the freedom to create literature to convey information and ideas to express their views and to access the views, ideas and literature of others. Something else I also want to encourage people to do is go to your local library and find out what books are being banned being banned mm-hmm. because usually this will be a huge list of books and it's usually coming from one or two like busybody mm-hmm. assholes in a local community. It's not usually like a like a grassroots groundswell or anything. It's like one yeah. or two assholes who are trying to get these books banned. And if no one contests them, often they will go through. That's right. But if you go to your library and you ask about the banned books, if they're able to tell you some jurisdictions, maybe they won't be able to, yeah. but if they're able to tell you what books are up for banning and you ask to read those books, mm-hmm. you can like sort of counteract the, mm-hmm. that that information mm-hmm. the library can use. Yep. And the reason I found out about this is one of our listeners sent me a link to a TikTok to, I can't think of the name of the actor, but he uh, and his husband wrote a book for children about uh, families with two daddies, mm-hmm. and it was added to a banned book list. Of course, like a thousand others, yeah. And Penn.org was one of the ways that he was able to uh, work with this organization to help not only, you know, get his book uh, out there, but also other people's who have been banned for the same reason. So Penn.org... And um, any of those. Uh, well, and, and what I'm what, what I'm saying yeah. is, you don't have to go through an organization no, necessarily to do this work. You have to go to your local library and exactly. talk to them about what they need. Exactly, and I can 
guarantee that librarians are going to be on the side of books. Yeah, librarians don't want to ban books. No, that is no. an anti-librarian policy. Exactly. So read all the banned books. Mm-hmm. As Elle says. As yes. Elle says. And um, yeah, just look up. There's plenty of lists out there mm-hmm. on the internet, too. It's very easy to find out what, uh, what books have been what banned. What books have been banned recently. And in your area. Because and remember, area. books aren't banned nationwide. Right. Books are banned in, in specific, specific communities. Area. What's been removed from your school, from your school libraries, yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah, we have to fight back by actually supporting the authors and, and supporting more, the libraries. Yeah, supporting the libraries. Because the authors are one thing. That's yeah. a whole sort of separate piece of yeah. the equation but for actual access to the books you have yeah. to support your libraries support, and your schools support your schools yes. support your libraries you know. and help them fight that and help them fight that um, and how you help them fight that often is just by showing an interest in a banned book that's right so do that yep. uh, and tell library workers that you're happy that they're doing that work also yes. and and fighting these restrictions yes absolutely um, definitely encourage your librarians librarians are another sort of category of worker that tends mm-hmm. to get like mostly shit mm-hmm. um, and not positive feedback so give your librarians some positive feedback absolutely because they love what they do, they love books, and they love sharing books with people. Yeah. So. And Elle, our, our resident library worker, approves this message and says, thank you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> our library, uh, when I was growing up, our little small town oh, library gosh, yeah. was so good, and I was obsessed with it. Yeah. yeah. We we, had and we had some great librarians. Very yeah. personable, who really cared, mm-hmm. and uh, they were great. Get to know your local library and Get your local know. librarians. That's There's right. going to be at least one there who you'll bond with. That's right. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yes, so we are house kept and house swept. Hooray! So we're talking about paper magic, which is a really wide category. Yes, it is. But I think, so we often talk about like accessible forms of magic. And I think Mm -hmm. paper magic is one that can be super accessible Mm -hmm. or can be super elaborate, sort of depending on your approach. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So obviously the thing that probably is going to jump to most people's mind is like doing things like sigils. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is sort of a paper magic and that you usually will write a sigil on, on paper. A piece of paper. But it doesn't have to be because you can do sigils with other things, right? Yes. You um, can write them on your skin. You mm-hmm. can paint them on the wall. Exactly. Sigils are really versatile. Mm-hmm. So although sigils can be part of paper magic, they are not themselves paper magic. Mm-hmm. Paper magic is just like a form of witchcraft in which paper is your primary mm-hmm. tool. Yes, yes. Like I wrote with Ode's help and suggestion, right. I, I cast a spell the other day because, you know, we had that gorgeous full moon. It was the perfect timing. And so it was truly a paper spell mm-hmm. with two different papers uh, in play. Mm-hmm. And it was just two pieces of paper and writing the intentions yeah. on it and then uh, moving forward. Just layering them. Yeah, layering yeah. them. But it's as simple as that when it comes to using paper. If you, you know, if yeah, you want. It, and it's... It, this is why I say paper yeah. craft, paper magic is really versatile because it can be as simple as just like, yeah, write your two states or two mm-hmm. intentions or an incantation mm-hmm. on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and use that paper in some, activate that paper in some way. And the thing is paper magic, this kind of writing your spells on a mm-hmm. piece of paper, it's been around for thousands of years, you yeah. know? I mean, and like Finn says, you know, he combines paper and fire magic. Yeah, a lot of people do that. They will uh, write their spell on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and then cast it by lighting the fire, you know, lighting yeah. the paper on fire. Yeah, that that would be like an activation method mm-hmm. for for the paper. So mm-hmm. like there are different wa- there are different ways to activate a spell that you've placed on a on mm-hmm. a on a slip of paper. Yes. 
You can light it on fire. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very common one. The one we did for Gwen's spell actually involves immersion in water. Yep. There are a lot of sweetening spells that you can use where you would submerge it in syrup or honey, honey yep. or some kind of uh, sweet liquid. Mm -hmm. After you've obviously written on the paper. One of the, the ways I really like to use paper magic is to write the spell on a piece of paper and then just fold it up mm -hmm. into like a little packet, basically, mm -hmm. and put it in something that's related to the subject of that spell, right? Mm -hmm. So like if I want to write a spell for protection when traveling, mm -hmm. I would write it on a little slip of paper. Mm -hmm. I would fold it up very small and I would put that in like the heel of my shoe or mm -hmm. something like that like or in a vehicle. Exactly. Another thing to do, like if you're doing a money spell, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be an actual dollar. It can be a, can the be a symbol paper dollar. of a dollar. Yep. It can be a paper dollar, a, a, you know, from a, a, monopoly, a game. monopoly game or something. And then you write your spell on that paper dollar, fold it up in a, you know, small. And just put it in your wallet. Anyway. Yeah. And just carry it around in your wallet, your purse. Mm -hmm. And that is your spell toward drawing money to you. And because, uh, so another way that paper magic and the use of paper in magic is really versatile is you can apply a lot of different facets to the mm -hmm. paper you're using, right? Mm -hmm. So you can use color mm -hmm. um, correspondences because you can use, get different colors of paper. Um, origami paper is especially good for this or like craft paper. Mm -hmm. You can apply sort of uh, geomantic principles mm -hmm. depending on how you fold the paper, right? So you can mm -hmm. fold it in, in specific ways at specific angles mm -hmm. to accomplish specific results or specific effects. You can activate it in different in ways that involve different elements mm -hmm. like immersion in water, setting it on fire, tearing it up into pieces. Burying it. Burying it. Yeah. So like you can bring a lot of different facets into the process of mm -hmm. integrating paper into your spell. Another thing I really like is you can make your own paper. Mm -hmm. I haven't made my own paper since I was probably like middle school age, mm -hmm. but it's actually not that difficult yeah. to make like a basic paper. And as a witch, you can include other things in your paper pulp to create correspondences, right? So you could mm -hmm. include various herbs related to your spells in the paper pulp, mm -hmm. or you could make like a flower paper. So there are, there are these hobby basically of making sheets of paper that have wildflower seeds in them, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. you can just, when that decomposes, you them. yeah, you, you plant it. And when the paper decomposes, the seeds sprout. So you could do that as spell paper. You can actually like, buy that paper now. Yeah, yep. There's actually companies that, that where sell you can flower buy paper. flower yep. paper. You can uh, definitely write your spell on there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then, then you could bury it. bury it. And then as the seeds grow, they would be connected to that mm -hmm. spell. So that would be considered like a long-term spell. Yeah, it would be long-term and for things that you want to, to grow. To grow. The mm -hmm. same way you would start like a, the same way you would time it with a moon phase mm -hmm. that was waxing towards full, mm -hmm. you would do that kind of a spell with a paper, mm -hmm. uh, a flower paper spell. Mm -hmm. Elle says I oh. used an envelope once because that was the only paper I had hey. readily available. Yeah, whatever oh, works. Yeah. I use all kinds of paper that mm -hmm. I can find. Um, yeah, actually, the paper spell we did for you a couple of nights ago was just notepad paper. Yeah, it was just notepad paper that I tore out and mm -hmm. folded and ripped again. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The other thing is um, I will use, like, specific paper, like parchment, mm -hmm. things like that, that I'll use that I'll cut into small strips. Yeah. And then write the spell on if I am putting it into a bag if I'm in, putting it into a spell jar so that I'm focusing the intention 
very specifically in that spell, in that bag, in that jar, with that candle. A lot of times I'll put the spell paper, the incantation under the, you know, under the holder of the spell. While the candle. Under the candle holder. Yeah, yeah, under under the candle holder while I'm working the spell. Yeah. I think that I think that the process of writing out your incantation or writing out your spell or writing out the result you're looking for Mm -hmm, helps mm -hmm. with um, that specificity you need Mm -hmm. for magic that a lot of people struggle with. Mm -hmm. I think putting it into words and writing them down on paper helps people. Yes. Sort of actualize that. Yes, it does. I've also, um, when I've made poppets, I'll often write my intention mm-hmm. on a piece of paper and stuff it inside the poppet yep. along with the herbs and whatever is going in there. And then, like, I've had uh, several voodoo dolls that I've gotten mm-hmm. to uh, to create spells with that they have little gree bags that will have, you know, spell papers in to say what their what their job is. Mm-hmm. You know, what the spirit of that doll, what it's meant to be doing. Yeah. There's also a practice in, I think, hoodoo of writing out psalms mm-hmm. uh, and those being included as part of a, a spell. Yes. And they do it in a specific way. Like I, I when I went to a, a, a hoodoo class, she was showing us how to... Do I believe it was probably the sweetening spell because that was my favorite class that I remember. Mm-hmm. But we were to write the names a certain amount of times in a circular pattern. Mm-hmm. There was different ways to do it, but it was definitely you did this on a piece of paper yeah. and included this paper in your in, in your, your jar yeah. or in your bag and whatever you were doing. Finn says the very first spell I did was a sweetening spell, which incorporated a handwritten note from each individual in the home and a picture of the family stuck in honey and buried in a special location. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Rhiannon says, I guess on the topic of using papers and spells, I often use the little paper fortunes from fortune cookies. Oh, I like Either that. just pulling one randomly from the box I save all the ones I get, like divination, or specifically burning them during candle spells. That's really interesting. I've that never is, thought to use the paper fortunes that's for that. A really, it's that's a very good idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking too, because you know, I was talking about poppets. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is uh, a sewer. Right. To, wants to, to buy uh, a little poppet mm-hmm. and then what are you going to do with it? Have you ever considered the possibility of using paper dolls? Ooh. Instead of a poppet, use a paper doll. There's plenty of them still out there. You can get paper doll books and, yeah. and things like that. Or, I mean, you can just look them or up. They're can, not hard to just no, draw and cut out. Draw. And if you happen to be someone who's artistic... Mm-hmm. You can fancy it up. You can fancy it up with the specifications of your spell mm-hmm. onto this paper doll. But even just a really simple stick figure yeah. paper doll mm-hmm. would, would be a good baseline. Yep, absolutely. And you could use different colors of pens and you could, mm-hmm. you know, a crayon or yeah. markers or whatever it is you wanted to do. To create this this poppet mm-hmm. out of paper. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's a really good idea. It's much more compact, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that's useful about paper spells and paper magic is it's really, really easy to hide. Yes, because you can... You just you fold, it fold it up tiny. It up very, very tiny. You can just fold it up really, really small. And, mm-hmm. like, half the time, even if someone finds it, it just looks like waste paper. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's it's very con- or you you know you're gonna like slide it between the pages of a book mm-hmm. or in your wallet or or you can make them you know like you have uh, spell jar necklaces. Yep, you can put you, you can roll put, it up small and put it in the tiny. little jar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another thing you can do is I don't know how many people know how to make paper beads. Mm, yeah, that would be great. But I think a great thing to do so so a paper bead is made. You take a a long strip of tr- a long triangular strip of paper, ideally like a long narrow strip cut into like a really a really narrow triangle with a really steep angle and you get ideally like a cocktail straw or something like that so that you can leave it inside so you can just trim it off but you can also do it around like a barbecue skewer or something like that but you tape one end of the paper the wide end of the paper to your skewer and you roll the paper around until you get to the very end of it Um, And then you like basically shellac it in Mod Podge or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then once it dries, it dries really hard because Mod Podge is like that. And then you just either remove the the thing in the center of the bead or you cut off the ends of the the cocktail straw so that you have the the plastic center. Mm -hmm. But you could write intentions or spell work or incantations Mm -hmm. on that really long strip of paper and roll it into beads and make little basically rosaries. Yeah, spell necklaces. Mm -hmm. And people who are good at origami... Could use yes. origami for for their spell crafting as well. Yeah, and there's, there's a, a whole art, obviously, yes, to folding to paper. folding origami. Yeah, there's the the paper cranes are are probably the the big one that that people are familiar with mm-hmm. the the story about folding a thousand paper cranes. Mm-hmm. But there are all kinds of shapes that you can fold paper into. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole bunch of animals. Animals are very popular. So if there are any animal associations with whatever you're trying to do, folding an origami animal, or if you have uh, a spirit ally who has an animal shape, something like that. Mm-hmm. So write your spell on the paper mm-hmm. and then fold, and then it, fold in it into whatever shape to, you to pass it to along to. Especially if you're going to pass a task along, like to a spirit ally who mm-hmm. who takes an animal shape, that would be a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's potentially of interest here is that so like in China there is this is actually a a funereal practice but they at funerals will present the dead with paper representations of things that they might need in the afterlife Mm -hmm. so traditionally this was stuff like gold bars and furniture that they might need in the afterlife things like that Um, and joss paper obviously was burned but in the modern day, there are like paper products designed to look like like cell phones mm-hmm. or cars or all kinds of things. So those things could potentially have applications mm-hmm. in spell work as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you would necessarily want to get the the exact Chinese ones that they use for funerals. Right. But you could probably look up how those things are folded and, and how, how the designs work mm-hmm. and apply that to your own purposes, especially to things like prosperity spells and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in the power of the sacred fire? Join us on Around Grandfather Fire, a podcast where we discuss spirituality, mythology, animism, and culture around a digital fire. We'll be talking about witchcraft, paganism, heathenry, and all the other forms of spiritual expression that you can imagine. If you love hearing about how people practice their faith, how they use it to connect with others and to make sense of the world around them, and if you like to laugh while doing it, then this is the podcast for you. You can listen to Around Grandfather Fire on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. <laughs>
I'll make smoke. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Speaking of making smoke, uh, another thing you could look into is flash paper. Mm-hmm. This is a way, certainly, that you could combine the element of fire mm. with the, the process. The thing I will caution with flash paper is that it is made of nitrocellulose. Mm -hmm. So it is very flammable. You have to learn how to use flash paper properly, basically, safely. It has to be stored wet. You shouldn't buy it in bulk. You should buy like as much flash paper as you need, basically, at a time. But if you have like a magician shop in your area, maybe, mm. you know, go see if they'll teach you how to use flash paper. Mm-hmm. The thing that's useful about flash paper is it doesn't actually create smoke. Right. So it's still, it still is fire. So you're yeah. still potentially quite dangerous. Um, still needs to be handled with care. But if you can, if you have the opportunity to safely learn how to use flash paper, I think it could be useful and interesting in spell work. Absolutely. Another thing that you can do to bring paper and paper crafts mm -hmm. into your magic is collage magic, which oh. I... Obviously, as a person who does a lot of collage, <laughs> after spending my entire high school mm -hmm. career specializing oh, in yes. collage. And they did it well. <laughs> I almost went to college for collage, actually. But so I have done several spells that center on constructing a collage. Mm -hmm. So how I go about this, and like there are different styles of collage, so this isn't like the way it must be done. But how I go about it is I have a sort of library of interesting images that I've taken out of magazines over many years. Mm -hmm. To do this, it's best, like, to get this library of images, it's, it's very useful to, like, find an older relative who has a bunch of magazines they don't want anymore mm -hmm. um, and to just take those. Failing that, you can usually go to a library. Libraries again. Um, you can go to a library and Libraries find out. Libraries are great for a lot of things. Yeah, and you can find out if they're clearing out their magazine section because sometimes they will. And you can get a fuck ton of magazines if they're clearing out their, their magazine section. And then you basically just go through and I would just cut out whole pages that mm -hmm. had interesting images. Not with any plan, just things that were visually yeah. interesting. And I just collect those in manila folders. And then when it's time to do a collage, I basically spread them all out. And look for... And yeah, and I let sort of my intuition guide me. And usually I have like a general idea of the kind of collage I want to make, but I don't have a specific vision for what it will look like until mm -hmm. I am going through the images I have access to. Right. And because I have this huge library of images, I can really let intuition guide me to what's the most the most useful or the most mm -hmm. visually compelling thing to add to the image. So mm -hmm. like recently I did a set of three collages for the sun, the moon, and the cosmos. Mm -hmm. And that was, it was a magical collage set. And it involved a lot of sort of, if you have any practice with entering an altered state, doing that before you engage in the selection process for a collage can be really useful. Obviously, don't do the actual collaging in an altered state. Right. Don't do it with the X-Acto knife out. But while you're choosing. Uh-huh. While you're while you're image selecting, you can you can be in a, a slightly altered state, which you can do any way you would enter a trance state, mm -hmm. basically. So there are a lot of methods. And then once the image selection is done, everything else goes back into the manila folder to sort of limit the visual distraction. Mm -hmm. And then it's just cutting things out and layering them and using a lot of glue. Yep. <laughs> but you can put intention into a collage the same way you would 
put intention into any kind of magical mm -hmm. artwork. Mm -hmm. If you do have a more specific vision um, that needs specific imagery, mm -hmm. what I would suggest is to do digital collage. Because mm -hmm. you can, uh, and always make sure you're using royalty-free stock imagery right. or images that you have rights to, but you can find a lot of interesting stuff in those uh, stock libraries that you can use for digital collages if you have a more specific vision. Mm -hmm. Although that gets things away from paper a bit. Right, right. I was just thinking another thing, if this harkens back to Christmas types of, of decorations, but chains. Paper chains. Oh yeah, paper chains. You know, and you could, um, or paper ladders, or, you know, just like you would with... With a witch's ladder. With a witch's ladder, you could do it with uh, strips of paper. Yeah. Yeah, not exactly the same as when you do, like, not magic, mm -hmm. but something similar to mm -hmm. the way you do, the way you do not mm -hmm. magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you have, where you write intentions mm -hmm. or pieces of uh, an incantation onto different pieces of paper mm -hmm. and... Combine them. Combine them together, whether you're linking them as rings, yeah. whether you're weaving them together, yeah, yeah. Like, a, braiding. like a braiding kind of situation. Yeah. Obviously, it depends on the type of spell. What are you bringing together? What are you calling to you? What are you binding? Mm -hmm. Because this would be an excellent, especially if you're doing a braiding. The, a braiding. A yeah. braiding kind of. It'd be a great uh, way to do a binding. It'd be a great way to do a binding. And cheap. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just paper. Yep, exactly. Um, Elle mentioned an envelope earlier. You could literally do this just like slicing an envelope into some thin strips mm -hmm. and taping the, the ends together and then weaving the strips. And then weaving the strips, exactly. So there's there's a lot of applications, mm -hmm. and it just is really only limited by your imagination. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, like I said, paper's really versatile. It's really accessible. Mm -hmm. And if it rips, tape is a wonderful thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is just be open to sort of the ephemerality of a paper spell, right? Yeah. A paper spell is not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. um, that's sort of part of the nature of it is that it is a fragile and, mm -hmm. and easily damaged thing. Mm -hmm. So build that into the the purpose of the spell, right? Exactly. Don't do spells that are intended to last forever right. out of paper. Do short-term spells out mm -hmm. of paper or spells that will be enhanced if something happens to it, like if it is torn. Mm -hmm. You could even sort of encode in a spell the paper tearing being part of the process. Like the spell we just did recently for Gwyn for the job mm -hmm. magic relies on the topmost piece of paper mm -hmm. being destroyed eventually. That's right. We're, we're waiting to see if nature will do that process. Yes. So originally our plan, this, this is a little bit of a funny anecdote yeah. that might be useful here. So we came up with the spell really um, short notice. Uh -huh. An opportunity came along. Uh -huh. and, and we so, were just like, oh, we should ooh, do some magic gotta, about gotta this. We do some magic to, about this, draw, it, draw the opportunity out of opportunity into actuality. Yeah. And so we were coming up with it on the fly really fast. So we had Gwyn, I had Gwyn write down mm -hmm. the two states in question the state mm -hmm. she's in and the state she wants to get to yep. just with pen on exactly notebook paper that may have been the problem that, exactly and so we think that's actually the, the problem but so the vision of the spell was that we would immerse the current state mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in water and place that on top of in a dish on mm -hmm. top of the state we intend Gwyn to move into mm -hmm. 
and the energy from the top would dissolve mm -hmm. as the ink dissolved in the water and as the paper dissolved down into the paper beneath it. It's not dissolving. It's, but, the, but the ink isn't isn't um, fading away. So we're not sure if we accidentally used like a because we didn't we weren't paying a whole lot of no, attention to what no. this was literally to like, what pen and paper we were yeah. using. But apparently we somehow got a water resistant ink. <laughs> water resistant ink and really. Stop, really you know, stubborn, stubborn paper. Stubborn paper. So that might be something to consider. Uh -huh. If it's something that needs to dissolve eventually, uh -huh. pay attention to the type <laughs> to what of you're paper using. you're using. Something that will dissolve uh -huh. into so, water. So what we're going to end up having to do with that spell probably is at some point uh, in a in a couple of days probably we will um pu we'll pulp that paper. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll squish it. I'm also planning to add some cinnamon oil to uh -huh. it to because uh, cinnamon Give it a little is a energy. great little energy boost. Uh -huh. Yeah, and uh, see if that helps. <laughs> but, <laughs> so yeah, so that is something to think too. If you like, if you are in a hurry, mm -hmm. do take at least a moment right to, to consider, consider your material. <laughs> Consider your materials. Like, I was also just thinking, if you don't have any fucking paper around, mm -hmm. but you have some wrapping paper. Or the back of a receipt. Or the back of a receipt. Whatever you happen to have to hand. But know what you want to do with it. Mm -hmm. Know what you want the result to what be. What you want the result to be. So that you don't end up in the situation <laughs> Gwen and I have gotten ourselves into where the key mechanic of our spell just isn't happening. Isn't happening. <laughs> It just isn't happening. It's hilarious. So gonna, I've never gonna, seen yeah, that. No. So we're going to have to adapt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're going to adapt. Oh, my God. So, yeah. And so that just goes to show it's not that I don't think the spell is going to work because I do. No, yeah. It is working. It mm -hmm. is going to work. But the mechanics are. Right. The physical mechanics. The physical mechanics are <laughs> that being we had, a little That we had planned just didn't work. So, but that just means. But that's because we were rushing. We were rushing. You know, sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. Exactly. Um, so you got to be able to pivot people, mm -hmm. even in your spellcraft. Yeah. So like I said, what we're going to do with that, probably if the ink never dissolves, um, is we'll just we'll just tear yeah. up yeah. or squish mm -hmm. or in some other way, destroy the the topmost piece of paper yeah. and probably put the pulp back in the, the jar right. to send the energy back down as in, as originally intended. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> <laughs> it was really very funny. Uh -huh. I'm sitting there looking at it going, wow, you are a stubborn it's a, little piece. It's a little stubborn bitch, cuss, you? yeah. Jeez. But yeah, so just. It's been very, days now and the ink is not even smudged. Tell you what, man, they make some really. They, they just, make a good water based They make uh, a good resilient ink. I think it was a gel pen. It must probably, have been. You know, from Paper Mate. Uh -huh. So it's, yeah, it was just a generic pen. Just a generic pen. But apparently pen. it's really water resistant. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Man, you spill one drop of water on a book I and swear. it's destroyed. Right? <laughs> it's like, how many times have I written something in pen or... Uh -huh. or and then uh, you spill a glass of water on it and, and it's, it's just gone. smeared. It's evaporated. It's evaporated and gone. <laughs> and you're just like, I can't even read this shit. Uh -huh. And it's, the paper is all falling uh -huh. apart. Not, not this, this paper, paper. Not this pen. <laughs> not this paper. Not this pen. It's like... Crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. strangely resilient. <laughs> I don't know what we did. I don't know what we grabbed. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It yeah. honestly is. So that, that didn't work out. Maybe do a test. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if, you, if you want to do this kind of mechanic, do a little yep. test do sheet little test. before you commit to it for a whole spell. <laughs> <sighs> but that's okay. Because we're going to adapt. I knew fine. this spell wasn't going to be immediate. Uh -huh. yeah. So it's just taking a little longer. So... <laughs> anyway, 
So yeah, bear that in mind. Bear in mind the physical properties of the yep. paper you're using. And what, like you said, what you want the result of yeah. the of the outcome, how you want the spell the spell to be released. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, if you want a spell that's going to last forever, paper probably is not the material you want. But if you want a spell that's relatively short term mm -hmm. and very easy to find materials for and mm -hmm. easy to hide potentially if necessary or easy to destroy mm -hmm. in a pinch paper yeah, paper is a really good yeah you exactly just, just tear it up and throw it away tear it up and throw it away yeah like if a spell backfires or whatever and you want to cancel it you can literally just tear that shit up mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's really versatile it's really useful it's really accessible um, and it's really uh, adaptable. Mm -hmm. It can be adapted to a lot of different forms and yeah. methods. And there's lots of different paper craft mm -hmm. that you can use in your paper spell craft. Mm -hmm. Get a book. There's yeah, some, just, there's get a, lots just of, get a book on paper there's craft. There's lots of children's books out there on different mm -hmm. types of paper craft, things you can do with paper yeah. and uh, incorporate it into your spell work. Mm -hmm. And I think I've talked before about, like, I use special paper, <laughs> prayer paper, um, to write my prayers out to my gods. Mm -hmm. That's just mm -hmm. a part of my specific variation of my practice. Mm -hmm. um, that's a useful thing for me. But I use specialty paper. Mm -hmm. I use specialty ink for that because that makes it sacred and important. So something to consider for mm -hmm. doing spellcraft with paper is to get spell paper. Mm -hmm. There are, you can definitely find places that will just sell spell paper mm -hmm. um usually it's some I kind do of have some yeah usually <laughs> it's didn't grab it usually it's some kind of like parchment paper yeah it will not usually be like real parchment it'll just be sort yeah. of like a like a thick textured paper a lot of um, times it'll be something you get at the you know at the office depot yeah exactly <laughs> but just marked up <laughs> something else you can do that uh is fun now i wouldn't say it's necessary but it can sort of if it adds to your vibe it's useful i used to do this all the time as a kid if you want something to look special mm -hmm. or old mm -hmm. you can coffee or tea stain it and so i used to do this all the time when i was a kid i would make like write fake letters to myself from like historical figures and then i would coffee stain them so they looked old <laughs> um but you could do that with your spell Absolutely. paper right um, and that can make what is otherwise really ordinary paper mm -hmm. more interesting more visually compelling and think um, about, to make it feel special and think about the properties of coffee if you want to energize yes exactly spell. a coffee stained spell mm -hmm. could actually you could actually imbue the energy of coffee into mm -hmm. it same what, with tea stained yeah, spells what type of tea are you using uh -huh, exactly you could use this again to emphasize correspondences mm -hmm. because there are so many herbs out there that are also get this says yeah stain it with tea from the herbs yeah. you might be using in the spell exactly there are so many herbs out there that are teas that or that you can make into mm -hmm. a tea even if it's not a tea that you imbibe, that you would ingest yeah you know but you could make a tea out of your flowers your herbs whatever it is mm -hmm. You know, whatever plant you could make colored water. <laughs> yeah, whatever plant ally you're choosing to use. Hell, you could uh, make dyes out of fruit because mm -hmm. I love to use fruits in my spells. Yep. So you so could fruit use, dyes, you know, fruit vegetable dyes, dyes, vegetable dyes to stain your paper and to empower your paper with mm -hmm. whatever the properties those uh, spirit allies represent. Elle says you could straight up use food coloring for color magic. Absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely could. A lot of ways that yeah, you could you could personalize what would 
ordinarily be just like a normal ass sheet of paper. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go out and buy specialty paper. Nope. You can make your paper more special. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rhiannon says, paper is just one step up from straight up only using your body to cast a spell. Like the next step up is birthday candles. LOL. Magic doesn't have to be complicated. And that's the most important mm-hmm. thing is magic doesn't have to be complicated. It, it literally, a spell can be just writing what you want to happen on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And either burning it, burying it, or Folding keeping it. Folding it up, it. holding <laughs> it, yeah, putting it over your computer putting monitor. Your computer, whatever you need to do with it. Putting it under something, mm-hmm. putting it in your wallet. Yeah, and that can in be... In your car. Yeah, exactly. And that and the application of energy combined can be the whole text of mm-hmm. the spell. Mm-hmm. It can be that simple. Yeah, it really doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. That's why I love candle spells, but I the, and I love paper spells. I, I I like paper spells even more because I think they're even simpler than yeah. candle spells. Yeah, right. Like not everyone has candles or can burn a candle exactly. in their I space. I was just gonna say, you know, Jackson is right now in a in, in a, a dorm. Dorm. He cannot have any kind of of combustible, no flammable, flammable type things. So, but he could very easily do a paper spell, mm-hmm. and it would be just as effective as any other spell that he puts together. Yep. So I like we often talk about candle spells being some of the most sort of beginner magic around, but mm-hmm. arguably paper, paper. spells are, are even simpler and more yeah. accessible. Because all it requires is you to write something on a piece of paper. Exactly. Which is something you do in your daily life all the time mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it with intention and, yeah. and energetic application here. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, exactly. that's the only thing that distinguishes it. Exactly. The only other thing that I came across while I was looking up paper things to talk about is that there are a lot of talismans that include paper elements. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it'll be like diagrams or sacred names or something written on these little sheets of paper that are then folded up very, very small and Mm -hmm. kept inside the talisman, like the protection amulets that Gwyn and I and Jackson have from Shadow Bear. That's right. Um, When we got those originally, I asked Shadow Bear how they were constructed, and he actually showed me the paper talismans that are inside them. So, like... Mm -hmm. Out from the outside, they're little sort of leather pockets. Yeah, little packet. Really tightly bound. Um, you can't see inside them or anything. No, and they're stitched. Yeah, they're stitched shut. But inside of those are folded up paper diagrams and sigils and protections mm-hmm. that are written out by Shadow Bear and then folded up very small and sewn into yep. these leather packets. According to the tradition that he was taught. Exactly. That That's just, I, yeah. I just found that interesting. Like, that's another mm-hmm. thing. Sometimes there is paper involved in magic you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think we use paper in a lot of spells in ways we don't think of the paper yeah. as being sort of an element of the spell. Yeah, but it is. Um, like, the, little... like the sweetening jars, like the little spell bottles. Mm-hmm. We often write out our incantations mm-hmm. and include them as part of the spell, but we don't think of the paper as an element of the spell. Mm-hmm. We just think of it as like a holder of the incantation. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we should start thinking of the paper as more of its own element of the spell, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a whole component that yep. is part of the spell. Absolutely. Treat your paper with more care, I guess. Treat your paper with more care and understand that it is a valuable asset and ally, right. however you choose to use it. Yeah, because the paper has its own spirit. Mm-hmm. It might not be a very complicated spirit, but it has one. I think that's everything I had. Yeah, same. Okay, then we're going to wrap it up. You can find us online if you Google the number three and the letters P-A-A-C or the number three and the words Pagans and a Cat. You can also find us online at the number three Pagans and a Cat.com where you can find a link to our Patreon. 
And you can also help support us at Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash the number three pagans and a cat. Gwen also has a blog yes. that she is updating again on Patheos Pagan. Twice a month. And she has a TikTok yes. where she will show you things like the tiniest gluten-free bread on earth. <laughs> uh, three raspberries wide. <laughs> yes, go check out my TikTok if you want to see this very tiny piece of bread. And I think that's everything. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I can think of right now. I think that's all the stuff we do. Yeah. Well, we uh, we both read tarot. Oh, that's right. We offer we offer tarot services. You can find a link to that on our website. Mm-hmm. Or um, on my Facebook page. Yeah. I'm not on Facebook, so don't try to contact me through that. Yep. Uh, if you want to contact me, get me through the Discord. Yep. Uh, join our Discord server. Yep, and that is a way to obviously, if you're especially if you're new to listening to Three mm-hmm. Pagans and a Cat, that is a way to uh, get to know other listeners. Yeah, meet through, the community. Meet the community. You can go into the Discord because the Discord is for all listeners. Mm-hmm. There is one, one channel, channel on the Discord server that is exclusive to hunters. That is the patron questions channel, and it's where patrons like Elle and Rannon, mm-hmm. whose names you hear all the time, mm-hmm. and Finn and and Githa talk to us during recordings on Monday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But otherwise, the, yeah, the, the whole rest of the server everybody. is open to everyone. And then there's also a Facebook group. You do have to answer a few questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Please answer those questions. We don't actually care what your answers are. We just care that you did answer yep, them. Exactly. And That's, then it's can, just bot filtering. And then you can enjoy uh, the company there, the, mm-hmm. the community of Three Pagans and a Cat on the Facebook group. It is moderated by Elizabeth, who is it doing is. a fabulous job. Yes, and thank you again to Elizabeth. Finn actually met a local through the Facebook page, and now they are coming to Finn's local monthly pagan meetup. There you go. See? So that's an example. People are always asking, hey, how do I meet the people in my area, the pagans in my area? Well, now you know. Talk to other Three Pagans of Cat community members and see if there's anybody in your area. Yeah, because you never know. They have, uh, you know, several have, mm-hmm. have uh, yeah, been have. able to connect yeah. to each other through the Facebook group, through Discord. Through the Pride. Through the Pride. <laughs> we are all one community. Yep. That's why we call you guys the Pride. <laughs> You're part of the Three Pack community. Mm-hmm. All right. Then goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>